Welcome to Bar Chat Shorts. Short nuggets of conversation stolen from my longer talks with guests. The following excerpt is taken from my chat with Mark Sampson from 50 Best Bars, and in it we discuss the introduction of the ones to watch section of the 50 Best competition. We're obviously 50 Best is a business as well, it's, but we, we appreciate that we're sort of a conduit to everyone yeah. else's business, you know. So being able to, our, one of our big pledges for next year is to do everything. I mean, there's a mat, there's a huge land grab at the moment in the in the media space from all different industries. I mean, you've got travel, wellness, um, obviously gastronomy, uh, good good drink, or cocktail bars. There's so much hospitality and sort of uh, leisure time. Uh, businesses looking for that looking for that media space so what we see as one of our key roles is to start driving people back into bars and hospitality spaces uh, and we can do that by putting them on on 50 best discovery and then see people uh, directly make bookings to those venues and also uh, pushing their stories out into the out into the media um, which is, is hugely helpful and beneficial to have those 28 regions uh, most of our academy chairs i'd probably say 75% are, are journalists or, or very, very high up in, in media organizations. So it gives us it gives us that network whereby if we select something or if we if we say something, it's very easy for us to to push that out across the world and, and start telling the stories for um, hospitality venues. Yeah. Um, given that it's ju- a lot of it's journalists and, you know, they're they're sort of aware of the trends and the moods in a, in a certain region or a city and everything. Do you, do you think it's harder for bars to get noticed, recognised and, 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 you know, perhaps appear on the list if they don't have a sort of PR budget or, you know, access to journalists to create that initial hype? I mean... My, my first answer would be no, actually. Um, so, for example, one of the one of the big winners this year, which is given to a bar which sits outside the list, um, but but we think as a fifty best team has the potential to break into the list in future years. So this year we gave it to a bar in LA called Thunderbolt, um, just set on the the edge of the the, the, thing, the northern edge of um, LA's Filipino town, uh, and they had they start they launched their bar with nothing. They they spent zero on PR. Um, so that's obviously it's a huge credit to Esther Tseng, who's our um, who's our who's our uh, academy chair in in Western Western USA. Um, that, that, that her panelists have found that bar and given it such a, such a sort of high high ranking in, in its in, in estimation. How do they select that one to watch? They didn't obviously include it in their you know top seven or whatever. Um, so it didn't appear on the list. So are all are all the different chairs tasked with saying, you know, do you have a one to watch that doesn't appear out of this? How how was that selected? So it's selected by so Thunderbolt was sixty six in the extended list. Okay. So w- how that works? Um, once we get the the data in from from the top hundred, shall we say? Uh, then we look at those those 50 bars in the 51 to 100. We uh, well, essentially, I do some research on all of them. I see how long they've been open. Uh, have they been in the list before? Is it the first time? So it will always be a new entry to that list. Uh, and there were 26 new entries um, this year, so we essentially had 26 to choose from. And then I'll speak to the academy chairs in those regions and say, would you make a case for that bar? What do you think of this bar? How do you think they come yeah. together? What are their sort of, how, are they, have they got the progressive philosophies we're looking to push? How are they with their staff? What are their sustainability credentials like? And then from those conversations, I'll say, right, this is the one we're going to 
mm. going to go with this year, and I, I couldn't be couldn't be more happy with Thunderbolt. I think it's uh, I think it's a great pick. Cool. I'm going to check that out next time I'm in LA. Um, sounds cool. Yeah. Um, how easy or difficult is it to re-enter the fifty if you've been in it previously? So. Uh, I've had bars in the top 50, by the way, <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, and I'm wondering, <laughs> sort of asking for a friend. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd imagine it's quite uncommon, right, to be in it, to leave it, and then to re-enter it. Uh, yeah, I guess relatively uncommon. This year we had um, two re-entries to the list. Okay. Um, uh, that was Tippling Club in in Singapore and Quinnery in in Hong Kong. So they yeah. dropped off, they came back. But I think as a as a rule, we probably have between two and five re-entries every year. Hmm. Um, but yeah, as a rule, it's it's once you're off, it is harder to to get back. But not impossible honest, then, you, based on that. That's, that's no, 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 completely. Yeah, which is not and that must be almost better than entering it in the first place. I would think you know, knowing that you've been in it, then sort of suffering the loss of being discounted and then doing something or, you know, appealing that's in it, some exactly. way that you hadn't before and then re-entering, that's a real sort of, um, you know, uh, you know, mark of, of, of so you've done something special, I, I would say. Exactly. I mean, what I was actually really buoyed by um, with those those two particular bars is they haven't really changed anything. They've not got in a new uh, a new bartender who's got a big name behind him or her. They haven't uh, they haven't completely torn up torn up the menu and, and started doing something different. They haven't refitted the bar. So Quinnery has just been going about its business. Uh, I think it opened in 2013, mm. and um, Antonio Lai is uh, he was probably the 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 founder of the of the cocktail scene in Asia, to be honest, and the way he approached uh, he approached making his drinks with, uh, with, well, using the principles of molecular gastronomy, um, like things like spherification. I think he was one of the first people uh, to yeah. work with a centrifuge in um, in Asia. So, and he's just been doing he's just been going about his business year on year. Um, so great to see him back and Tippling Club, which is. Um, which is by a chef actually, who's, who's as interested in cocktails, Ryan Clift, and he he really really focuses on creating a food and drink pairing experience. Um, and I think that's that's reflective of the way that people are looking to go out now. You know, um, particularly in places like Singapore, where it's harder to bar hop or bar bar crawl between between different venues. People want to get a good feed with a good cocktail, and if mm. you know that you can get both in the same venue, you're much more inclined to. Um, to sit there and pull up a pew all night. If you enjoyed that and would like to hear the rest of my conversation with Mark, be sure to check out the full episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you become a Diageo Bar Academy member. It's free. Head over to diageobaracademy.com for the latest industry news, events and inspiration and subscribe to get it emailed to you. (laughs) 